Welcome to the KBB Review podcast from Taylor's Media. I'm Andy Davis, and we've reached episode 10. This is great stuff. I thought we'd all be fighting one another for the secret of fire by now. But no, civilization still stands, and the only thing we're fighting over is Tesco delivery slots. A couple of great guests again today. We've got Tony Robson from Day True down here in London, a really forward-thinking retailer. And in particular, he's very strong on building a brand, so we'll hear what he's got planned during the lockdown. And we're going to talk marketing again, this time with Jamie Wilson from KBB Leeds. That's Leeds with an A, not Leeds in Yorkshire. They're an agency that specialises in, among other things, driving traffic to your all-important website. As always, I really want to know how you're doing and what you're up to. What are you spending your time doing to prepare your business for the other side of this thing? You can find me on LinkedIn as Andrew Davis at Taylor's Media or email me, andrewdavis at taylorsmedia.com and that email address is in the episode description. Here's your shameless plug for Taylor's Media as always. We're the publishers of KBB Review, Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms and Studio Magazines. Today I really want you to make sure you're subscribed to our KBB Review email newsletters. We do them every week, and if you haven't subscribed, you can do that at kbbreview.com. Right, let's get another view from a retailer on the front line, this time back in London. Down the line we've got Tony Robson from Daytrue. Hello, Tony. Hi, Andrew. How are you? I'm all right, sir. I'm, I'm okay. I'm up in my loft. The sun is just about streaming through my skylight. For those who, are, who may not be familiar with Daytrue, the details, give us a bit of an outline of who you are and what you do. We're a kitchen, bathroom and home retailer. We've been going now for about seven years in London. Um, we opened our first showroom in Maida Vale. Um, we've been over since opened one in Chelsea. And then last year, um, we opened one in Wimbledon Village. And like I say, we specialise kitchens and bathrooms. And then home, really, has been pushed on us by the clients that we have wanting to just get more involved in overall projects rather than just being specific to the kitchen and bathroom. It's a very impressive setup you have. You've got a very good expansion plan going on. You and your wife, Hayley, Hayley Robson, of course, very high profile as a design. She writes a lot for us, for example. Um, so you've got yeah. a str- you, one of your things that you do very well, and that you put real focus on when we've talked in the past, is brand, isn't it? You are a big. You are a big person for branding, even for a, a relatively small retail outfit. You are very strong on brand. So tell us a little bit about how you go about it. For us, that, that's what I'm trying to do. You know, or with myself and Haley are trying to do. We're trying to build a brand. We don't want to be the biggest business in the world, but we, 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 we kind of have an ambition to make it sizable. And really what we want to do is bring, we believe good design should be available to everyone. And we, and we want to bring it as, as best we can in within a business model to the high street. So we believe that it's about, you know, who, who day true are and how we do things rather than being reliant on how the brands, the bigger brands do things or your suppliers do things. I think there's too many retailers out there that that rely on the brands to do their marketing for them or to create designs for them or ranges for them and everything else and we do that and we kind of call it best practice so for example you know in none of our showrooms will you see where there's a whole range of appliances from the hob the extractor the fridges all on one display you know, we'll have, we'll have uh, you know, a hob that's different to the ovens, that's different to the refrigerators, that's different to the extraction. Um, and, and, and we collect, pull that all together and collate that. So when people are coming in, they're looking at a day true kitchen rather than it being, you know, a branded kitchen or, 
uh, a branded bathroom or anything else. You know, it's exactly the same for bathrooms. We'll use different, you know, a different pan to a different basin to a different tap um, and mix it all together. And then it becomes day true. So, so visually in the bricks and mortar stores, in our actual stores, it's, it's a collection of our designs put together from suppliers that we believe are the right suppliers that fit into product-wise and design-wise that fit into our brand. And it's a very, uh, it gives it a real personality as well, doesn't it? There's a real personality that you're trying to get across for what Daytree stands for. Yeah, and it's our own personality. And, you know, one of the things we'll be working on in this lockdown is, you know, one of the things that we've talked about is maybe trying to put some sort of, I suppose, you know, book together that, you know, um, a culture book that sort of explains a little bit more about, you know, who Daytree is, how, you know, our brand works and how our design, what our design ethos is. And that's really a way to design the brand and then how that then escalates down into everything you do. So whether it be, you, you know, like I say, your showrooms, whether it be the social media, your website, even the way that you interact with people. So if you're doing some direct selling, cold calling, it's still got to be the day true way. And that really is all about great design and it's about approachability. And it's a USP as well, isn't it? The brands that you supply are attaching themselves to you, to your brand, as opposed to the other way around. And, and any customers coming through the door, uh, figuratively or literally, are coming for the day true experience as opposed to just coming to buy a kitchen or a bathroom. Exactly that. You know, exactly that. And, 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 you know, if there's one thing, you know, that we were really beginning to get traction on was people coming in and sort of saying, I want a day true kitchen or I want a German kitchen. We use Rotpun and we don't hide away from that, but we don't promote it in the store either. But people now come in and say, well, I want a German kitchen, but I want it the day true way. A German kitchen to us can still have handles on it. It can still be tactile. It can still have personality and the, and the client's personality put into it all as well. A kitchen to us, the furniture element is just the furniture element. There's worktops, there's ovens, there's lighting, and there's the stools and everything else. That becomes the whole kitchen. And one of the things we don't talk about enough is the spatial planning as well, and that's Haley's superpower, really. You know, it's about the space as well and making sure that that space works for you the very best it can do. And we do that first and foremost, you know, get the space right. And then after that, it's products to fit in with the client's budget. Um, so it's a slightly different approach there as well, because it's space first rather than product first. Yeah, so you're, you're building up a very strong uh, personality, a very strong brand. You've opened up another showroom relatively recently, and then all this happens. What position is Daytrue currently in? What is the status as of today? The truth is we're in a position where we have you know, three or four months, I would suggest, of hopefully some level of stability. You know, you say that we, we, we open the showroom up and then this hit us. That, it's not really true, actually. We opened the showroom up and Brexit hit us. Yeah. You know, we, we opened the Wimbledon showroom and it's an incredibly impressive showroom. It cost us a lot of money to do. And it was the right thing for the business and the brand. But Brexit hit us. And, and, and Andrew, the last six months of last year was horrendous for us. I think mm. particularly for retailers in London. It, it, it was horrendous, and so so we've so I've had to manage the cost of the new showroom and the investment in that, whilst trying to manage a, a massive downturn in the market, and it's been tough. And we've worked incredibly hard to do it. We've we feel as though we've done all the right things. We've got some a great team in place, and we're getting a great culture in place. And 
we just started seeing in you know sort of December, January, you know, in February the sh- the fruits of you know what we've done, you know, the five year plan, and then just about that, and then yeah, this has hit us. Unfortunately, we're not in as good a position as I'd like to have been cash flow wise. Um, but you know, I'm you know I'm doing everything I can to make sure that we can we can survive. Um, we're fantastic landlords in most cases. who are about to with rent holidays. You know, we'll be talking to suppliers for the same. Um, you know, we, we've done quite a lot of work with the team on making sure that where they can, they're getting breaks from their landlord. So we've supported them in that and in advice and everything else. We we use one of the top accountants in the country, and I, I always moan that I pay you know more money because of that. But there's always been a strategy about our growth and when we wanted to grow, and you know we maybe wanted to get investment in that that, that they would be in a better position to support us than maybe a smaller accountant. And um, but actually, what I'm really seeing now is the value for money because the advice that I'm getting because they've got experts in payroll, they've got experts. I mean, this new word furlough that no one knew two weeks, you know, two or three weeks ago, they've got experts in that. So they've got experts in all these different areas. So actually the advice that I'm getting and, you know, I'm being able to share, I'm a member of a business group called Vistage where there's 14 business owner business people as well. I'm, I'm really getting a lot of information that I'm being able to share and I'm sharing it with friends, but it's really good information. So it is allowing us to make very good informed decisions. And, you know, from spending six years moaning about how much I pay our um, our accountants every year, they're really, really earning the value for me at the moment. Is there an argument that says, because you're in this period of growth, because you are, you are monitoring and measuring your outgoings and your costs so closely anyway because of that, that you might have a better handle on your business than perhaps somebody who's been in the same showroom for 25 years ticking along for a very long time? I wouldn't want to comment on other people's businesses, but certainly where Brexit pushed us last year did push us to a place where we, we was at one point doing weak, weak cash flow forecast. We um, introduced the CRM system into the business, which has been revolutionary for us because it allows us to manage the future as well. So we could we could see what was coming in, could forecast what was coming in, and and yeah, those practices that that, that Brexit pushed us into, we're now carrying on, and that will really help us if we do need to go to the bank. At least we can go to the bank and you know sort of show them what the future is potentially, what it would have been if this hadn't come along. So it just stands us in much better position again to make informed decisions and and to possibly get support and everything else based around that i mean one of the big best bits of advice that you know I've, I've been given and this is you know everyone should do this really is on your profit and loss account put a coronavirus line in so any ex- extra expenses you've done for that, that you've done for coronavirus put that in your PL so people can see that you're spending money you've had to spend extra money because of it because there might be support there in the future you know like we're about to just spend you know some money on getting um, our, our main server in the cloud so we can access it from the cloud you know i'll put that down as a coronavirus cost because because it, you know it's that that's pushed us to do it so yeah yeah is the, the answer you know we are very on top of our finances and, and where we're at so what are you doing then specifically to keep the day true name out there the brand's very important to you what are you doing to keep the name alive while all this is going on 
Well, I suppose what we're doing is looking to develop the, you know, develop the brand. The, 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 I suppose the one real benefit that we get from all of this is that we've got time to look and do the things that we've never had the time to do. So, you know, we're, we're going to be developing the brand. So on social media, we're going to be, you know, um, you know, talking to social media in a day true way. So there will be nice every now and again pictures of nice projects and nice images but we i don't think that that should be all it's about it should be the personality and approachability of the brand so we've just recently done a a blog post on a cookie recipe that people can you know share and try with the kids we're going to be doing a lot more of that we're going to be doing takeovers so a day in the life of the day true family so the team's going to take over instagram one day and sort of you know, put on stories, what they're doing in that day and everything else to keep themselves sane through all of this. So it, so we're going to be developing the brand to really say who we are and, you know, eventually why you should be talking to us than anyone else because we're nice people, we're nice people to deal with, we, we want to do fun things. You know, yes, it's as much about the product that you buy, but it's about the experience and everything else that you're going to get from us. So that that's one of the things, as I mentioned, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be doing what we can to the website, albeit I was going through a process of changing the website anyway. But that's your A salesman. So that 24 hours a day, that should be doing the best salesman job that it could. You know, and I've, I've long passed that sense. You know, we have one-to-ones with staff. You should have one-to-ones with your website and you should be looking to them all the time and saying, what can I do to help you? What can, what could you be doing to help us develop our business more and treat them like a member of staff? So we're going to be spending a lot of time doing that. And then just simple things, business processes. You know, we're going to be putting standard operating procedures in place. So, um, you know, so if you've got a new starter, there's a, there's a day true way booklet that sort of tells them everything that they, they have to do to, to, to help how we run day true. Um, so that allows onboarding to be far better. Um, myself and Haley, I've just ordered a load of video stuff and, you know, stands and, and various other things. And we're going to put together some training modules. So we're going to train on, you know, the best way to design a kitchen, the best way to design a bathroom, buddy checking, um, you know, final drawing packs. And we're going to video all of this. So we've always then got it. So again, for training for new starters for onboarding, we'd have a massive amount of information that we're going to be able to use to make to make that better. It's interesting, isn't it, how so much of this stuff is about, it's almost like training for the Olympics, isn't it? You know, you are you are going through lots of training procedures here for, for a, a moment when a starting gun gets fired. Are you, are you anticipating here that, you know, that when you've done all this stuff, when, when we're suddenly given the all clear again, there is a pent-up demand that's going to come your way? Yes, I am. Touch wood, and I am touching wood at this one. You know, for us, like I say, we, you know, and again, because we've got a CRM system, we know that there is, that, you know, there, we've got a pipeline of clients that we can go out and approach and see where we are. We know that there's projects been put on hold that we were working on. You know, again, that's another line that you should maybe put in your P&L is projects on hold or lost, um, just so that's there and written. But we, so we know that. But I also think, and and, I, and, the, and this is real hope, but I also think people are spending a lot of time in their houses, you know, and people ticking with their family. So they're, they're seeing either how dysfunctional their spaces are, um, you know, when everyone's together. They're, they're, they're maybe seeing how things don't work or quite work how they want to, you know. If they want to bake, have they got an oven that bakes well? Is the, is the cold spots in the ovens that they didn't even know about? 
And then also, you know, there's the boredom factor. So I think, you know, we are still getting, um, we are still getting people in touch with us. So if they're not, I'm thinking of doing this, I'm thinking of doing that. Can you help us here? Or, you know, I see that you do some stalls. Can I buy these stalls off you? So I think the more the boredom factor hits, I think the more people are going to be looking at the homes. And, and then, like I say, Touchwood is going to give us all, you know, something to really go at when we get out of it. Well, look, Tony, that is really positive and very realistic, so thanks very much for being so candid with us. The most important question, though, is now on its way, and that is, of course, what is your deserted Kitchen Island disc? Well, it could only be one song for me because it's my karaoke classic. It's my banker whenever I'm anywhere near a karaoke machine, and that would be uh, Let's Dance by David Bowie because the act of dancing, and you should all do it, if you dance for 10 minutes a day, I'm guarantee you'll smile for 10 minutes a day as well. That is a very, very good choice. So well done to you. Funny enough, um, we've just had a message through that they're going to hold a virtual, via Zoom, they're going to hold a school disco for my 10-year-old son. And everyone from his class has got to play the same music at the same time and all dance around. Can you imagine, That's brilliant. Can you imagine the chaos that is going to cause? But there you go. <laughs> yeah. It, it can only be as it can only be as chaotic as our KBB choir the other week. Yeah, that is. That, don't ever make me do that again. <laughs> <laughs> although that I was, was some real good fun. Although I, I, I think I came out of it relatively well compared to a couple of the others. I um, I thought you did come out of it very well, to be honest with you. I thought you were, I'm not just saying this, I thought you were probably the most in tune out of all of us. Do you know why? It's because I'm the only one who had the thing playing along in the background and I was singing along to it. Yeah, that's I know, why. I know. Anyway, look. And then, uh, thank you, sorry. Tony, for your time today. I really do appreciate it. Good song choice, and we'll catch up again in a couple of weeks and see how you're doing. Cool, brilliant. All right, Andrew. Cheers, Speak Tony. Bye now. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye bye. Right, let's talk marketing again now. Obviously, really important. If you've just set yourself up at home, you need to keep your company's name out there. Let's talk to Jamie Wilson from KBB Leads. Are you there, Jamie? I'm here, Andrew. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well. Safe and well. And yourself? Yeah, and we're here. I'm up in my loft. A bit of a grey day today, so it's not quite as uh, bright, but it's warmed up, so at least I'm not in 25 layers. Now, let's start <laughs> a little bit with what KBB Leads is, if people aren't familiar with it. Talk us through what your company does and what it's for. KBB Leads, we're a uh, social and digital advertising business, and we're specifically helping Businesses in the KBB sector get more brand awareness, get more leads into their business, and ultimately uh, help them get more sales and more customers. So we, we drive sales for KBB businesses with clever digital and social marketing. Right, and I think a lot of people will be looking at their digital marketing right now or looking at what they can do in a virtual way to attract customers to their business right now. So I think what we might do is here is, is talk through stuff that people can do today that will help their help keep their business name out there in the market. And a lot of people might be addressing this in detail for the first time as well. We need to, you know, we can't assume that they're all marketing experts here in this. So, if I'm a retailer, I'm sat at my kitchen table. What should I be doing right now? Well, the one thing that that I would be doing is not being in marketing quarantine. So, you've got to get your brand out there in the public eye, and social media is the number one way that you can do that for free. So, I would suggest. Uh, to all KBB retailers, make sure that you've got all your social media channels set up. So your Facebook page, your Twitter page, your Instagram page, maybe even do some some homemade videos and post them on YouTube. And just keep 
speaking to uh, to your audience, really, you know, updates about your business, uh, any sort of special offers that you can post out, any new products that are about to come to launch, you know, and just reassure your audience and your customer base that, you know, you're here for the long run. And, you know, when we come out of this, this situation, then the doors are open again and, and you're ready for business and you want to love your customers. Which is a fantastically positive message to get out there. And I think a lot of retailers will have great imagery of projects they've done in the past and that kind of thing, which is always very appealing. Part of it is you have to have an audience to send this stuff to, okay? So what's the best way to build up an audience to begin with? Well, to begin with, uh, it's just really about connecting with your friends and family first, connecting with sort of other people that may show an interest in, in home improvements and, and, and maybe looking at doing new, new improvements in their, in their house, particularly in the kitchen, the bedroom or the bathroom. Ultimately, it's just about a snowball effect. You start off with people that you know, then they'll share it with other people. Get loads of videos out there. Videos are much more effective than just pictures and, and content. And just about spending maybe one or two hours just thinking of some compelling things to say, do a little video, and just keep doing that on a regular basis. And what you'll find is you'll, you'll start to get some real traction. Another area that I think a lot of KBB businesses should look at is LinkedIn. It's the same principle, come up with some videos, come up with some content. Don't necessarily just keep doing special offers. I think that the content and the way that you're speaking to your audience should be about helping them solve a problem. So, you know, for example, tips to um, best, best tips to clean your kitchen with this product. Or, for example, the five things that you should look at before you decide on a new bedroom. You know, just stuff like that where we're engaging with the audience. And, and really educating them and helping them to make a call to action in the future. I think one of the things that people don't think about with this is how much you need to engage with them. So you can't sit there and wait for them to come to you. You need to spend time, I suspect, commenting on other people's videos, looking at other people's posts and commenting on them because it's a very reciprocal thing, the, the, the social media market, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, Andrew. I, I think that's probably first in the line of things to do is sort of help other people compliment them. You know, obviously you've got to be genuine with it, but I think that shines through. And then what we found with our clients is if they do that on a consistent basis, positively comes back to them and, and, and that will be reciprocated for sure. If it was me, I suppose, I'd be looking for the people or organisations in my local area that have the most followers and I would try and engage with them. Would that be right? Yeah, absolutely. Particularly on Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram. You know, they're really, really sweet areas for the KBB sector. So, yeah, I mean, it's just connect with everyone and just do as much of that as you can. But you know, just really try and focus on a piece of quality content that's going to help someone preferably do it on video and if you can do it on video people believe what they see and hear more than what they just see or hear so talk us through as well the importance of and again lots of people will be thinking i know that already andy but some people this is relatively new to them talk us through the importance of things like hashtags i think hashtags are important because you know they, they amplify your message even further and also it's a collaborative thing where, you know, if you're adding hashtags in particularly on LinkedIn, then that'll connect you to a certain group and again amplify your message even further. So 
you know, it doesn't take a lot of time to do that. But so if you remember to do that, then, you know, more and more people will know about what you're talking about and how you can help them. I think we, we've talked about this before in a few previous episodes, but I think it's really important to get other people's opinion on it. At this stage, what tone do you think people should take in these kind of posts? How sort of salesy should it be? How much should you talk about, very candidly, about what's actually happening? What, what, what's your advice there? Uh, my advice would be certainly not to do that um, in the first instance with your audience because, you know, everyone has taken a bit of a batter in here. Um, I think there's emotions are running high. People are scared to spend money. They're scared to go out of the house. So I think, you know, an educational and, you know, loving your customer type approach with quality information that would really help them would be my suggestion, firstly. And I think ultimately consumers are very savvy nowadays so they can see through, you know, what you're saying. And if you come across as genuine, you want to help, then I think you're going to be in a good position to be able to onboard customers, you know, uh, over the next month or two. But if you just go straight in with, I do this, would you like to book with me? I think your success level is going to be quite low. That kind of tone, I guess, is where your local independent retailer can really do very well. 100%. 100%. I think what we've got to understand here is that, you know, unfortunately, some businesses in the KBB sector haven't made it, and, and, and there's maybe some that won't uh, over the next month or two. So I think if you if you can nail your message, nail your marketing, you know, we would advise to invest money and, money and time into marketing right now because it's a real opportunity particularly when we come out of our quarantine as a nation. So completely agree. What camp do you sit in, Jamie? I'm guessing which one it is, but do you sit in the camp that there's going to be real pent-up demand here for when we finally get let out of our houses? Uh, absolutely. I mean, we're very, very buoyant on what we predict will happen. Now, I think there's a number of common sense indicators to this, really, Andrew. The airlines, they're, they're all grounded. I think a lot of people will be scared to travel outside of the UK anyway. I think the airlines potentially might start pumping their prices up to replenish their, their incomes. So, and I think the public will see through that. House prices are ultimately going to be going down if they haven't done already. And, you know, we're coming into the summer times, which traditionally is a good time for people to do uh, home improvements. So, you know, I think it's all lined up for a very, very positive the rest of the year for the KBB community. And I think that we'll find that uh, the last month and probably the next month or two will be more than made up for, for the rest of the year, summer and autumn and a bit of winter for the rest of the year, yeah, for and, sure. And are you seeing those shoots of recovery or interest in the analytics that you are having for the customers that you have? Yeah, we are. And, you know, we're getting quite a few inquiries from some of the bigger players in the industry. You know, we're sort of having conversations with them about perhaps the uh, manufacturers supplying great quality leads into their retailers. And I think that's probably a really good idea because, you know, it's complementary all the way around the you know, cross-fertilization of leads and opportunities from manufacturers down to uh, retailers, I think would be a real welcome relief for, for the retailers. Yeah, so we're starting to see that uh, and we're starting to see more new business inquiries coming in. 
Oh, fantastic. Well, that is good news. And I think, again, as we get more used to what is the new normal, I suspect those inquiries will continue to go up and up. Well, look, Jamie, that, this is really interesting, insightful stuff, so thank you very much. We will come back to you uh, in future episodes to, to talk through some other stuff. But, of course, the most important question I need to ask you now is what is your deserted Kitchen Island disc? What is your most positive feel-good song? Sign still delivered, Stevie Wonder. Oh, now, now you're talking. Motown. How can you not be cheered up by Motown? What a fantastic it's made, choice. It's making me feel good now. And that's our first Motown one we've had as well. I'm surprised we haven't had it earlier. Well, look, Jamie, thanks so much for your help. Thanks so much for your time. We will, we will come back to you. But for now, thanks for all your time. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Cheers, Jamie. It. Thanks a lot, mate. A big thank you to Tony Robson and Jamie Wilson there. Some very uh, insightful thoughts and advice. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and please rate and review us as it helps others find us. A lot of you are listening through the browser, which is absolutely fine, but I do recommend searching KBB Review in a podcast app. That way you can subscribe. I'll see you next time. (laughs) 